Welcome to Politics and Beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. My name is Upenyu Makoni Matenga. And I'm Tawanda Henry Beatty. And thanks for joining us uh, for this retrospective or this eulogy episode. Um, I think today we are mostly speaking about the late... Dr. Richard Morgan Changrai, and um, no jokes at the beginning, but I'm sure we'll pepper some jokes throughout the throughout the podcast. Yeah, it, it, but it, I think it it wouldn't be yeah. politics and beyond if they went a couple of jokes, <laughs> some chuckles, there, some chuckles. But it is a bit of a somber mood, and it's also not our usual recording day. Today we're recording Monday, nineteenth February. It's even Manero for some of us. Which is again weird, but um, and it's Tuesday morning and, for uh, Tawanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's six. It's six a.m. on Tuesday, the twentieth of February. So, and... yeah, it's just one of those uh, situations. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as 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 Tawanda said, uh, today is the the life and times of um, Doctor Rich, Morgan Richard Changre, um, uh, who passed away last week on Valentine's Day in south africa um just gonna go through a quick bio just so that we get a bit of information on who the man was Mm -hmm. um most of us um, i'd like to believe that most of the people listening to the podcast as well are well aware of who he was and and what he did but you know it's always good to look back at someone's life so uh he was born in buhera um when it was still you know southern rhodesia on the 10th of March 1952 um, to Karanga Shona parentage uh, he was the eldest of nine children he did his primary education at St. Mark's Koneso Primary School in Wedza then was transferred by his father to Chikara Primary School in Kutu then to Silvera he did his secondary education at Gokomere High School um, after that, in 1972, he got his first job as a trainee weaver for Elastics and Tapes Textile Factory in Mutare. In 1974, a friend of his uh, encouraged him to apply for an apprentice at Anglo America's Bindura Nickel Mine, uh, and he spent 10 years there, rising from plant operator to plant supervisor. Um, 
1978, he married his first wife, Susan, and they had uh, six children together during their 31-year marriage. Uh, he then married Lokadia Karimatsenga in, in 2011, um, and he married Elizabeth Macheka after he left um, Lokadia in 2012. Uh, he's been involved in, polit in politics and political activism for, for quite a long time, and uh, through the trade unions, he was elected to the executive of the National Mine Workers Union. In 1989, he became the Secretary General of the Zimbabwe Congress of Trade Unions. Um, uh, he chaired the National Constitutional Assembly. No. If, uh, yes, he chaired... Sorry, I'm reading wrong here. Um, he was part of the National Constitutional Constitution. Assembly in 1997 yeah. and then he chaired the task force of the National Constitutional that's, Assembly that's exactly what it was. while Tawandam Tasa uh, served as moderator or you know chaired the National Constitutional Assembly thank you very much um, yeah. and then in 1999 he founded um, and organized the movement for democratic change um, and their first task at the time was um, to campaign against the constitutional referendum which they won the no vote uh, won and then from then on he went and contested in the 2002 presidential elections uh, so that's just a you know just a short bio um, of who he was and I think during the course of this conversation we'll be speaking a lot of the things that he did especially his time in the MDC and all the uh, his politics and some of the things that he went through all from the time the MDC was formed in 99 all the way till his passing last week on the 14th of February 2018 at the age of 65 Yes, sixty-five. He would have mm -hmm. been sixty-five. Yeah, he would have been sixty-six this year. Yeah, I think um, perhaps if Upen, uh, you just like to say a few words quickly, and then we can move from the as a man, having paid respect to him as a man, and move to the politics and the political actions. Um, after having shown due consideration and due respect to him as a man, um, if that makes any sense. So mm -hmm. I don't know if, don't know if you, from your perspective, if you had anything to say quickly. Well, I think that regardless of your, um, you know, feelings about Morgan Changirai as a human being, um, and of which, you know, I've, I'm, I'm on record as having many feelings. Um, I think you have to salute the fact that he is uh, one of the prime movers in Zimbabwe for, you know, towards the democratic fight um, against the Robert Mugabe regime, cabal, junta, whatever you want to call it. And also that he was, I think the most notable thing is that he was a trade union, unionist and his work for the trade unions. I remember the food riots of um, 1998, which he, um, I think he was involved in, in organizing those. 
or the food demonstrations. And I remember the, you know, the formation of of the movement for democratic change in 1999. And so, you know, you have to respect who he is in our history and the legacy that he has left behind, which is, you know, a, a firm foundation for opposition in Zimbabwe. Before MDC showed up on the scene, there was no opposition to speak of. Um, and he's he created that space. He fought for that space. He paid for doing those things. He was arrested. He was beaten up, quite famously. He was intimidated. And, you know, so... Hey man, I salute him. Yeah. Um for my part I I I don't know, I it, the loss is, is quite heavy. Um I to to think of of history, I remember him from I think around two thousand is when my clearest memories were and I would have been ten. Um, I remember him coming to the house and it's a loud, boisterous man um, who who my dad deferred to so much, and I wasn't used to seeing my dad defer to people in any capacity because my granddad had been late, so I'd never really seen him with the father figure um someone who you'd see have that similar type relationship um so those are some of my earliest memories uh with him and just the just the early days of the mdc with a with a camcorder um moving around mostly Harare east when you'd come to visit um and then seeing him go from this rough and tumble everyday man to a more refined politician uh, leader um, uh, someone who was acutely aware of his what people perceived as his weakness and self-educated and um, I don't know, man. It's 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 very sad for me. I think we lost we lost a good one, and I don't think that we even right now as a country realize how fortunate we were to, we are to have. I think a lot of the freedoms we now take for granted, a lot of the bond note marches, a lot of the pasta ease, a lot of even to an extent our podcast are things that perhaps we don't realize, particularly as a generation for me personally yeah, and our generation, we don't realize we're often unthinkable in 1999. Um, it's, it's, it wasn't a fully totalitarian state, but when the opposition came, things for us, for a lot, got very bleak and very shut down. Um, you know, there were days where the the wisp MDC had to whisper or, or have meetings at night because it was too dangerous to have meetings in public. Um, not necessarily in the cities, but certainly in most parts of the country outside of the cities. So I think history will will smile upon his legacy. Um, 
yeah that's that's it that's it for me yeah i mean uh i some of the memories i have is obviously ndi ndi hombo ya i'm i'm also from from buera and in fact ndi sekuru um through marriage and um all, all sorts of things saka you know it's 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 always it's always interesting because we've all kumshakwedu ku buera you have you know it's a, it, it is a uh, you had kumbirai uh, kangai you have chinotimba you have charamba uh you have gono so it was always uh, hostile territory uh somewhat for for the mdc but then you also have all these um you know familial relations and you know you, you can't you, you can't separate some of those things so there are events where you know there are politicians and i remember bumping the first time i actually met him i must have been i don't know 12 13 i think yeah must have been uh, around that age and it was pabuera chaipo pama shops and it 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 was it was an interesting um affair because this was soon after the 2002 elections and this was when the md around that time when the mdc was not i mean we did zimbabwe wasn't let me say as free as it is now in terms of um opposition politics and you know that's saying quite a lot and it was just you know you'd heard all these things and seen all these things and you meet a, a man a normal human being and you know he laughed he he was um interacting with the people there and obviously kumusha so everyone treats you you know like you know one of their own and there's no pretense but he was a very affable character and it it was interesting to see that because in the build up or all the things you'd been seeing in the media and obviously I was quite young um I I I didn't have a grasp on a lot of the the political nuances but it was just interesting and cool to see and over the years I think in in the various um speech just you know every time he's appeared in different spaces you get to you'd you'd have seen part of this character and i think that's something that we always neglect um when looking at individuals regardless of the space be it politics arts sports is you sort of view them through one lens and you forget everything else about them in terms of them being a human being and some of the the things that people um you know do and how they how they um how how they live their lives outside of the political realm i think is also important and i think one of the things that made him um successful as a politician was his character and was his ability to to interact with people and not seem as if he was you know above them but he could actually be amongst the people and i think that's something that comes from his background in the trade unions and being a trade unionist because that's one of the spaces where you you know you have to be amongst the people um because you're representing their interests and at, at the same time you're also a worker so you don't have one of those those high positions that separates you from the people yeah the um thanks that's it's good 
Um, but I guess now, having acknowledged that you, you we don't hear or you don't see um, in politics or from speeches or from interviews a full three-dimensional character, let's look at the, the one dimension that we are here for, um, essentially the political dimension and who he was as a political animal. Um, I think Let's it's start. going to be... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's... it's. Uh, let's, let's do our thing. Um, mm. uh, I think it would be dishonest to... to, to Semunu, who went on Valentine's Day, Nerudo, I think part of loving someone is being able to 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 talk about all the good and the bad and everything in between. Right. Shall we start with the trade unions? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about that, to be fair. Um, I... I know, like you were saying, I know about those riots um, or those mm-hmm. those those demonstrations in mm-hmm. I think ninety eight ninety. I think I think Black Thursday was in nineteen ninety seven, and I think yeah. the, that's when the currency started free falling um, mm-hmm. and food prices started in, increasing. And I know that there were major demonstrations um, mm-hmm. in ninety eight ninety nine. So I I know that as a as a historical fact, but I don't know about. The organizing, how it all came about yeah. and what him and Gibson Sabanda had to do with it. Um, well, I mean, I can tell you my experience of it. I don't have the exact historical timeline. What I do remember is that um, Zimbabwe signed on for ESAP and then there was the program after ESAP. Um, the structural adjustment program, which was in theory supposed to you know, fix the economy. Here we are 100 years later. Um, but because as a consequence of poor management and poor decision-making on the part of the Zimbabwe government, TSU, ZANU-PF, food prices skyrocketed and we had the notorious yellow maize being imported into Zimbabwe, which, you know, I can tell you for fact, yes. I remember Kenya. Yeah, I can tell you for a fact, it didn't taste like, you know, if you're a Sadza person, you're you're just going to have feelings about yellow maize. Um... And, you know, as a consequence of skyrocketing food prices, uh, the ZCTU in particular managed to organize workers into a demonstration or a protest against the government and uh, skyrocketing food prices. But the backstory to this is that the ZCTU, the reasons why it was quiet until 1997, or until the mid-19, mid to late 1990s, was because it was whatever trade union existed um, then was how can I put it? it? It was a stoolie of the ruling party, so it just did what the ruling party wanted. They just rubber stamped um, decisions. They did the Pamberi thing. They did the Pasi thing. They attended rallies like everybody else. Um, and then when um, Mr. Changrai came along, he was the Secretary General in 1989, and he led the ZCTU away from ZANU-PF. And he, you know, I think what he did was to infuse a consciousness into the workers' union that they didn't have to, you know, they didn't have to follow what ZANU-PF did and wanted and so forth, and that workers' rights were real things. 
um, which is important and I think which should always be reiterated that work is rights. I think it's sort of along the lines of where Linda Masarela's work was before as well, that, you know, time and time again, you forget the worker and the country, but that's who's the worst affected by a bad economy. So, yeah, that's that's him with the Congress of Trade Unions. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think, I guess, from his history in in ZCTU and maybe before, that's where um, one of the my, my favorites and talking points is, um, and you hear it oft repeated at 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 elections, at at at, at rallies. Kuti mugen angariwe du mugen duesanu taramuza odadzoke kumba. So I'm sure before, as any person of his age, I'm sure you know during in the independence. So and before independence, I'm sure he was a card carrying member. In fact, I know for a fact he was a card carrying member of Zanu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was up until uh, 1988, I think. He was the yeah. youth chairperson of Zanu Jongwe. Oh, there you go then. Yeah. So he wasn't just an ordinary card carrying member; he was a leader <laughs> of an Which iteration shows he of was Zanu. Always, he was shows he was always a leader. And they're always at leadership potential. <laughs> Even in Zanu, he could lead. Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't poke the bear. Why are you doing that? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we could end up making a lot of Zanu jokes. Uh... <laughs> Now's not the time for them. <laughs> but, yeah, ZCTU... Um... I think the culmination of all of this was um, a date that has often been quoted and um, obviously I know the date off by heart um, for obvious reasons. It's the 26th of February 1999, um, the Workers' People's Convention, or the, was it the Working People's Convention? The Working People's Convention. Um, that... Uh, I, I, you know, the thing is, I was talking to Dad because I, in my head, thought I had actually been, I'd gone to that, but I hadn't gone to that. What I did go to was the launch of the MDC, which was later that year in September. Um, uh, I think September the, September the fourteenth or yeah, September the fourteenth or, or the eleventh is when the MDC was launched. I think I'm, I'm tempted to say it was the fourteenth. Um, it was the eleventh. The eleventh. <laughs> All right. Um. If it had been the 14th, it would have been funny because the Working People's Convention would have been on my birthday and the launch of the party would have been on my sister's birthday. <laughs> That's like Ma, the dates. Um, you're, the making, dates you're making it family affair again. Mm. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was September 11th, 1999. Um, but yeah, so the Working People's Convention... Um, I, <laughs> I think it 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 was unique in that it really was a cross sectoral congregation of interests in Zimbabwe in interests that had not 
come together like that uh perhaps maybe since since independence um you know there were churches there were student leaders um there were trade unions civic civic groups munwese anyone who had a an active interest in how the country was moving was there and they came up with a number of resolution and most glaringly war vets were there as well just for for people who forgot um as people who work ka as war veterans yeah they work for the state no yeah i'm i'm just saying they were <laughs> presented as well as, as in as in as in there's been a historical uh a historical scrubbing of war veterans and their long association with the mdc and with Trangere, i guess is mm-hmm. what I'm at. yeah um amongst the, the 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 resolutions that came from the people's working convention um is of course uh, resolution number 11 which is the that they should form a, a political party uh, and that political party became the movement for democratic change which was it as its uh, inaugural president Morgan Richard Tsangirai and uh, as vice president uh, Gibson Sibanda who both were drawn from the Cong- the trade unions mm-hmm. um, while forming an uh, uh, while forming a political party nowadays in Zimbabwe is is somewhat willy-nilly computer access to to Photoshop can form a party <laughs> at that time it was it was it was significantly much more difficult um not just politically but in terms of to 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 to, to, to be taken seriously mm-hmm. so yeah waka 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 former party that we now know as mdc uh, mdct yeah and you're leaving out the NCA. I mean, between the Working People's Convention, you know, there was the resounding, the campaign for no, uh, which, you know, Mr. Trangirai was quite a pivotal part of against the proposed, the two, was it the 2000 or 2002 proposed constitution? 2000. Um, and he was an important part of the National Constitutional Assembly and, and an important part of of campaigning against what, you know, was a travesty of a constitution but, at the but, time. But by then, but he compared but campaign by then, as, as, as MDC. MDC. MDC had been formed. Has been formed. I wasn't... Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, MDC, MDC had, had been formed. And in fact, um, at that time, I'm almost certain... Um, just from a personal perspective, I'm going from just memory. I don't have anything in front of me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, the NCA offices were where 
across from uh, from David Livingston, where that new Net One offices, new Net One offices, um, and I I think that that's where people like Anabiti and 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 uh, were based. They weren't actually in MDC fully at that time. Um, I think there's a mem- there's a little. I'm trying to find the message going around about the the original structure of MDC. I think the only surviving member of uh, of that original structure is is Jamisa. Um, in terms of the he was he was youth chairperson. Um, but yeah, the 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 NCA and the MDC were essentially symbiotic. At that time, and they campaigned for no in the and the that two thousand constitutional referendum. Um, uh, yeah, carry on. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I think one of the the things in terms of the the MDC and the formation of the MDC was that uh, a lot of the support you know came from from the workers as the leaders of the MDC were part of the trade unions. But also it was the first time you had an opposition that was not a faction of ZANU-PF or opposition leaders who had not um, come from the hierarchy of ZANU or ZANU-PF. So before, I think in 1990 election, you had Tekere, um, you know, going against Mugabe for in the presidential election. He lost, um, you know, dismally. Um, and then 1995, you had Ntabaningi Stole. All of these people at one point were from that, you know, liberation war era. They were all part of ZANU, part of the the leadership of ZANU at some point. And then they had a falling out with Mugabe or with ZANU-PF, formed new parties and then contested. Uh, come MDC, come Changirai, for the first time you had... Uh, an opposition that was removed from from that era and it was taking Zimbabwe into a different uh, space and because it was a workers party you 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 had younger people um, and um, obviously drawing this and going to draw parallels to what's happening now with the MDC but at the time you know it was comprised of people who were not of that generation or not, uh, yeah, definitely not of that generation that ZANU-PF was that had gone to war. And I think this is where it, 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 it found a lot of success because it was a lot closer and a lot more in touch with the people, I think, than, and this is 1999, um, you know, I think it was a lot more in touch with the people than ZANU-PF was at the time and that's why the no vote was was so successful because they had structures that existed and they were able to mobilize and um, you know Changirai obviously as someone who'd been working in the trade unions for a very long time was able to tap into those um, individuals and into those structures and into those systems and it helped in you know the formation of the party and getting the party uh, to where it was um so from 2000 after the no vote you then go to the 2002 presidential election the first time he ran against uh former president rg mukabe um and i'm trying to see if i can just pull up the 
results. The results. Yeah, the results for the presidential election were one million six hundred eighty-five, six hundred thousand. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wait for it. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, anyway, Mugabe got 56% of the vote and Shangri got 42% of yeah, the vote. Um, um, a notable... Um, 1.6 to 1.2. Yeah, a notable, a notable um, contestant in the election was Shakespeare Meyer, who got uh, 11,000 votes um, in the school of... I remember of that election. In the school of in the school of Ngosana more. Wow. Mm. Wilson Kumbula this is an 30, outlier. Wilson this Kumbula got thirty one thousand votes actually. I think Kosana will be in that region. Kuma eleven thousand. No, thirty one thousand. Kwa Wilson Kumbula. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, okay. that's uh a... <laughs> um what what's um this is before the parliamentary elections Sorry, were um, harmonized. I I just um I've just seen something here that w- will come up in a in another podcast. Please remind me at some point. But the registered voters for this election was 5.6 million and I think we're sitting on the same level of registered voters. That's sh- something interesting to look at at another time. Carry on. That is is that is that is a very good good point something to note. Yeah. Um and then from yeah, elections, so yeah you were saying so elections weren't harmonized at that time so yeah you had separate elections for uh, parliament and so parliamentary elections that happened in 2000 yes and the MDC had won 47% of those mm-hmm. of that and I think that the house still only had about 160 or I don't know I'm forgetting how many people they had at the time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, how many people did the did the parliament have before before it? Um, oh gosh, I, I, yeah, I, I I'm not sure, and <laughs> it's not something we're going to look at now. But I think let's uh just focus in terms of of the leadership so 120 120 seats so um so mdc won 57 of the seats and zanu pf won 63 of the seats um and then there were 15 challenges um in terms of in the courts and I think about five of them were successful. So at the end, it, and this this article doesn't show that, but at the end, it actually ended up with um, Zanu PF having more. Uh, so MDC having more seats than uh, than uh, than Zanu PF in two thousand, um, or it was it was almost a hung parliament um, from the two thousand uh, elections. Was was Tangira in in parliament at that time? Has he ever did he ever go into parliament? No, I don't think he mm. was. I think he lost. Okay. He lost at the time. Mm. Ah, okay. He lost in Buera. Um yeah, I told you ku stronghold au go go. Because go go wakati hawa vote. Um but as, you know if we go through this all through the years by years we'll, we'll spend you know, a decade. Two. We'll I I just time. wanted to to highlight 
around that period. Um, I was going to move on from from that period um, because something else happened after the 2002 presidential elections. Uh, Changarai was then charged in 2003 with treason. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The state versus Morgan Changarai. Um, a treason trial based off a recording um, of him paying Ari Ben Manashe um, a lump, a, a sum of money, and him talking about what it's going to be like to rule in the post-Mugabe Zimbabwe. Um, the Cliff's Note version, basically, um, Ben Manashe was recording. Tsvangirai, while they were having a conversation, um, the state alleged that the conversation was to plot the assassination of Mgabe. Um, the MDC and the, the, the opposition case was that they were simply paying Menashe's company um, to lobby the United States government. Whatever it was, it was a bad look. Um, and it was obviously a breach of trust. Uh, but eventually, he was acquitted in 2004. Um, in October two thousand and four, and that was that. But it was a, it was try, it was a trying time. I think, you know, social media. Can you imagine being there? This must have been movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like right now, right now, with they would never. Right now, with live tweeting and everything, they would never allow for an open trial to go on like this. Um, against an opposition leader for something like this, unless they were absolutely certain that they could do it. I think, you know, at the time, you know, in, in hindsight, things always, you know, seem different because I suppose you, you remember different things and obviously you were, again, different at the time, younger and um, a whole lot, you know, a whole lot has gone on since then. But we also have to think that, again, like I mentioned this was the first time that you had a formidable op- opposition and mm. it was it, it you know he he i i i would say and i've it's I've, it's no secret that i am i've not been an mdc supporter but i would actually you know class and i told you this he's he's a hero and an icon and that is because what he his contribution to democracy was him giving up his life pretty much um no one knew what to expect even zanu pf at the time in dealing with it was figuring out ways to deal with this opposition and it was also going through uh its own internal and external issues uh with the land reform and so many different things and here you have this opposition coming up to challenge for you know to govern the state and some of the things that happened during that that period i mean we've seen the images um the arrests the treason trial and it's the treason is not a it's not a small thing because i believe you know death penalty the penalty is death and with the way the state was set up like you mentioned there was no social media back then everything you got you got through the papers um and there was a 
heightened sense of uh, fear because you know people wouldn't just talk about things because you you don't know who's listening and that that fear still exists now everyone is a cio operative um anyone who follows you on twitter could be a cio operative but i think it's different like a at, <laughs> at that time it was it was genuinely quite scary um and his contribution just in terms of the dedication for advocating for 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 change um political change in the country should should never be underestimated and should never go unnoticed and and obviously at the time he was dealing with a a younger um Robert Mugabe who you know was seething off a, a a number of issues at the time um what was going on with international relations and sanction the impending sanctions or sanctions that had come i think they came in 2003 um or yeah. around that time leaving the commonwealth um losing the no the no vote in in 2000 this was a regime out to to destroy um Tangira and it's it's it, it mm. this, those are some of the details that i don't that shouldn't be understated especially in, yeah. the, in the early days of the mdc and the work that the mdc tried to do they were i don't know they, it was a very very different different regime from from what it is um from the new dispensation the, 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 new dispensation, the, 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 <laughs> the use of violence with impunity was very different i think in our generation we've only seen tear gas and and water cannons um and i mean we've seen some pictures of people being beaten on the ground but that was standard practice um you knew like it wasn't a joke it wasn't it wasn't uh, even just was, um that you know the forceful boots on the street it was also i don't know how many of the people who are listening remember the 80s people disappeared itaid zamara we'd speak about itaid zamara but tens of people hundreds of people disappeared in the 80s um just like itaid did and we don't speak about them because you know, like maybe the difference is social media now. Um, there were mysterious accidents involving army vehicles, trains, um, <laughs> where people, whole families, you know, died. There were mysterious happenings where Zinzarachurese, you know, just was wiped off the face of the planet. You so, know, just to yeah. explain. To people, if people don't know, there's uh, go on YouTube and look up Zanopiev um, campaign adverts, um, car accidents, and there's literally an official Zanopiev ad that used to air on ZBC, um, where you, a, a car is driving and there's a screech and then car accidents. It's like don't make a mistake, do the right thing, vote for Zanopiev. And given that a number of commanders and cadres and people had passed away in car accidents, it was just just the most on the nose and and thing to do. But no, that's the level of, of that's the level of control that they had on, on and fear that they had on the country. And now, and now.
Capital 263.